Blog Talk Radio. Girl, it is Friday once again. Getting ready for this great show we have on tap because it's a very controversial topic. We hope that you guys are geared up and ready to participate. And if you'd like to participate and chime in on anything Lisa and I are saying, as well as our guest tonight, JL King, just press your one and we'll bring you on into the chat room. But we do see some new faces in our chat room, so we're going to get started before Alicia and I dive into this topic. Just to let you know what we do here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature, and not just literature, but all walks of life, whatever it may be. We love doing it in the one and only way that we know how to royal way. So our show allows everyone to interact in a fun, intimate, and friendly environment. You get to hear the passion behind what our guests do, and guarantee tonight is going to be filled with passion. Absolutely. <laughs> so we hope you guys are geared up and ready to get involved. So like we were saying just a little bit ago, Leash, it's going to be a very, very, actually it's going to be a very touchy subject because a lot of people see it in very different ways. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to touch on all avenues, whether um, it's us personally or just just to bring, you know, drama and conflict, which we love in our books, just to to make it more interesting, to make sure we touch on all areas um, of our show tonight. Absolutely. You know, I just got finished having a convers- this conversation with someone, and we were mm-hmm. discussing about um, the fact that everybody is not as honest as they should be in relationships. Men, women, nobody. Mm-hmm. Everybody always, they're always hiding something. But there are things right. that you should you, you should divulge. If you mm-hmm. are, uh, and a lot of men don't feel they're gay because they sleep or they've had a same-sex experience or something like that. But to me, you need to divulge that information because Mm -hmm. if you don't tell her, she don't know. 
Mm-hmm. And when you say controversial, you are so right because I shared one of his posts um, that he posted last week. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, folks were coming from my head. They was like, I mean, well, not coming from my head, but they was coming for it because they was like, no, they they just feel a way um, personally mm-hmm. um, about mm-hmm. um, the author. They feel personally about the topic. I mean, but it's like it's still going on. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still happening. And mm-hmm. people are getting into relationships. They don't know what's going on. They're asking questions, but they're not asking the right type of questions. Mm-hmm. And then I you don't you know, you don't know what's going on. Right. I think first and foremost, you have to define what you what what how people take that term to be, because a lot of people may take it to mean something different. You know, they may not fully be there 100%, they could be there 75% or no, that's just not me. So I think first and foremost, you have to be true to yourself and just honestly say who you are, whether, you know, people accept you or not, you have to accept yourself. Absolutely. So let me tell y'all, I posted this on, I shared it on my page, right? And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find the post because it, it was, um, I'm trying to find the post now. Okay, so I had two two males that um, commented on the post, and they they mm-hmm. felt the way all the way around. But what his post was is to my sisters: there are a lot of masculine, black, gay, slash bisexual men. I wish mm-hmm. you luck on finding a straight brother. And he. Then he ha- um, did his on the www on the download part two, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, we love Peter Mac, and so he had his opinion, and then we had Troy mm-hmm. Scott. Troy Scott is awesome because he always has an opinion about everything, and his normally mm-hmm. when he says something, it's always so deep. Mm-hmm. And so they had, you know, they had a few things to say as far as. Um, the character of a man that does something like that. And, you know, then it was, well, people are not paying attention. They may not be. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of times we don't pay attention, but that's trust. You can't, you know, if you are always checking behind your man or your woman, they're not going to feel trusted. Mm -hmm. So with that being trusted, if I'm trusting you, you are to protect me. You are to protect me physically and emotionally. And physically, mm-hmm. it's more than just protecting me against someone coming to attack me. But, uh, protecting me physically is protecting my body. Because mm-hmm. this is the thing. Most women, when we love, we love deep. So we've handed mm-hmm. you our heart. We've given you that. Mm-hmm. And so with that comes a lot of responsibility. So if you're out here and you like to sleep with men, and or maybe you've just done it once or just it was a curiosity, whatever the case may be. If you're women mm-hmm. or a woman and you're sleeping with another woman. Mm-hmm. And most of the time men like that. But you have some men that are like, no, I don't get down like that. But you still have to tell right. that person. You have to tell that person what it is you have done and what you are doing, if you're doing anything. Mm-hmm. Because you don't mm-hmm. want something from your past, like you were saying, let the 
sometimes people feel the past should be the past. That is mm-hmm. true to an extent, mm-hmm. but sometimes your past can walk past you on the street. Your past can sit next to you at the restaurant. Your past can sit next to you at the movie theater. So mm-hmm. you never want anybody, nobody, to come and tell your woman, as a man, or your man, or somebody to tell your man as a woman anything about mm-hmm. you. Nobody mm-hmm. should be able to come and tell me anything because you know people is messy, especially when oh, they, yeah. they feel that you're happy. So in being happy and continuing to keep your happiness uh, within your relationship, to keep the trust within your relationship, to keep um, your relationship to a certain, uh, hold it at a certain level of respect, you are supposed Mm -hmm. to say something. You're supposed to Mm -hmm. tell that person, this is what I've done. These are my experiences because that experience can come and sit right next to you at the movie theater and then it's a whole conversation of, well, you didn't tell me this. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because you know we good for that. You all, don't act like y'all don't know, ladies. Y'all know we is good for the, oh, you didn't tell me that. Oh, but when was you going to say that? No, no, I don't remember that conversation. We good for that because the first time you come out with something, that you ain't tell us before, it's going mm-hmm. down. We ain't even worried about what the person said. It's the fact that, oh, you didn't tell me? Are we going in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting take on it, and I, I, I agree. But, you know, some people are going to say that um, once, you have, once you are in an established relationship, do you still feel, you know, even if it was just, Let's just say it wasn't messy, but it's just life. Do you feel that you have to reveal every single person that you've been with previous to that person? Not every person down to the T, but every situation. Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. you have a threesome, you're supposed to tell it. If you ran a train on somebody, you're supposed to tell it. If you had a train ran on you, you're supposed (laughs) to tell it. You know what I'm saying? These are things you have Uh to tell. Because those mm-hmm. are things from your past that can ruin your future, or they can put you in a bad light. They can make it seem like, oh, well, you, you weren't telling the truth. And it's like, no, they just left out some details. Don't mean that they were lying. But, you know, if you leave out details, that's a lie. Because you should have told her something. Right. Because it's her body. You have to protect her. Just like we had um, uh, Damien Meadows on. I mean Meadows, and he was talking about how they're re-releasing convicts' candy. If you're mm-hmm. in prison and you've had sex with somebody in prison, you're not protecting her because mm-hmm. when you come home, you're going to want to have sex with your woman. But that person you were having sex with in prison is having sex with other people in prison. You, you don't tell her? You don't think that she should mm-hmm. know that information? Mm-hmm. And then they get out here and they don't say anything. And then they say, okay, well, we should look, we should know better, we should pay attention. But who's going to pa- backtrack and go behind their man or, or their wife or their husband or whatever every five minutes? That means that I'm not mm-hmm. trusting you. So when you have that level of trust, mm-hmm. you have to move accordingly. And I'm excited because we have uh, the fabulous, fabulous J.L. King in the chat room, and he's going to break it all the way down to us and give us the down low on the down low, hunty. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Mr. sure he's had quite a bit going on. <laughs> Are you on mute? Yeah, hey, how you doing? 
Can you hear me? Yes, good. Yes, we got yeah, you now. Okay, how you doing? We are, we are good. good. Now, we know you you haven't been on in a while, so I know you got stuff cooking in your creative kitchen. So we let's talk about the pen first. Tell us what you got going on in your creative kitchen. Oh, you know me. You know, I'm always doing something and always trying to serve uh, my fans and my followers and people who love my work, right? And mm-hmm. I always try to educate women on my particular area of expertise, which everybody knows where it is. When I put out this when I put out this new book, it was about developing healthy relationships and not necessarily about the whole DL thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also it, it is a it is for new generation the generation X and new millenniums, that's what I wrote the book for, right? Mm-hmm. Because when mm-hmm. my first book came out uh, my first book came out, a lot of women that I'm trying to reach now were like teenagers or they're twelve, thirteen years old. That was fourteen years ago. And now they're 27, 28 years old, and so I just want to make sure that they understand what's happening. That's why I put out the second book. Mm. Absolutely, mm. because times are so different now that everybody is kind of having sex. It's kind of like a little mini Woodstock going on. It's so much going on, but right. people, some some kids don't know because you have a lot of parents that they don't talk about sex with their kids. They don't talk about no, they don't. and they don't talk they about don't. same don't. sex relationships with their kids. And so you have some kids that don't know. They don't know until they, you know, find out. And there are transsexuals now. You have so many kids that want have the their identity, they feel one way and they want to be treated one way. And I think it also teaches them how to be responsible because if this is what you have chosen for yourself, you still have a responsibility. You know, nowadays, because young people don't really trip like older people do about sexuality, mm-hmm. and they don't do, they don't worry about all the same stuff that old heads do. You know, sometimes they, because they're being raised by, you know, the internet and being raised by the um, uh, social media, Snapchat, Instagram, mm-hmm. so they look at sexuality and sex different. And even though you think in 2018 that parents talk to their Kids about sex and children about sex, they really don't. So sometimes they still learn from their peers. And sometimes they get a bad information and a wrong information. Now, I figure that part of my ministry is to make sure that my books and my plays and everything that I do give the message that a lot of parents are too afraid to, to talk to their parents about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. You know, we still got to get to a place in America, especially in black America. Well, we don't have so many hang-ups, and we're not so homophobic, and we don't really take the time to understand sexuality in the schools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? You know, we got to have those type of uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to go back, though. I, I want to go back, because there are a lot of people that aren't aware of your first book. Um, oh, really? But okay. I remember seeing you on Oprah. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. And... When, if you could go back to you at that time, yep, okay. if you could go back to 2004 and have a conversation with yourself on how to okay. handle the situation, what are some of the things you would say to yourself? Um, first of all, the way that all that happened so fast kind of caught me off guard, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't expect that type of instant celebrity and instant success. All I was doing was just trying to tell my story. But if I had to go back and really 
do something different, I don't think there's anything I would have done different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you can't prepare. You can't really prepare yourself for that type of uh, conversation. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Mm-hmm. What do you do? How do you how do you prepare yourself to be with Oprah and talk to 40 million people? You know, there's no there is no uh, there is no preparation for that. You know what I'm saying? There is mm-hmm. no. You just have to you just have to go with it blindly. Okay, so let's go. Let's go farther back to before that. How would you have handled the situation, uh, or told yourself to handle the situation with your wife? Oh, that's a good question. I think I think that everything happened for a reason, and I think she was part of me uh, becoming who I am today. And you know, we're best friends now. She talks to me. We, we talk. We got children together, grandchildren together. I think that it had to happen like that. I don't think that. I could have become this person who I am today if I didn't go through that marriage. Of course, I hated it. I hated what I did to her. I hated that it was a bad situation that really impacted my family, my children, and her. But in my in hindsight, it had to happen like that. There was no easy way. There was no easy way to get around that. You know what I'm saying? There's no easy way. We, we supposed that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was supposed to happen. You know, God, everything happened for a reason, and that was supposed to have happened. You know what I'm saying? That was supposed to happen. Now, did you apologize to her? I know you say you got your best oh, friends now, but because, you know, as your husband, you're a husband, you look at him as your protection, not just physically, but emotionally. And so I know right. even though you 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 had a, a sexual feeling, I know that there was still love and you felt a way oh, really? of, of really? as a husband. Oh, she, I still know her. She still she was my, my high school sweetheart, my baby mama, my best friend. And, you know, so lots of love for her. And I did apologize. She did forgive, you know? Uh-huh. But even she, even she would tell you, she was bringing the show right now, that all that had to happen. It had to happen that way. It was part uh-huh. of my destiny. It had to, even though people got hurt. Whenever you do anything like I did, it, 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 but it, it, it impacted so many people to not have to go through that. It, it yeah. freed a lot of men. It freed a lot of men and it freed a lot of women to be able to move on with their lives. You know what I'm saying? It really did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, JL, this is Tony. Thank you once again for taking some time out of your busy schedule to kick it with me and Leisha here on Let's Chat. But do you mm-hmm. feel that as a result of uh, the journey that you went through with your with your ex-wife and all that you went through, do you feel that it made you a stronger person within yourself and able to accept yourself in the world that we were living in, like, say, 10, 15 years ago? Because it's not the world that it is today. Yes, I am a much stronger, more comfortable, more confident individual, you know, because I have that experience allowed me to be totally free. And begin to mm-hmm. be able to live in my, and to also to be able to live in my truth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You want to live in the truth. And I, I didn't want to live, I can't even imagine the, the, my whole life living in the closet or living secretly like I was. And by me just freeing myself, it really made my life better, totally. My kids love me. You know, we don't talk about that. You know, it's just part of who I am and my brand. But, yeah, I get thousands mm-hmm. of emails from women, from men, from young people say thank you so much for your bravery. Thank you so much for your courage. Thank you so much for uh-huh. letting me be free and, and understanding that I don't, I don't have to live a lot. You know, that living a lot uh-huh. really impacts a lot of people. It, it really impacts you. It makes you miserable. It makes you depressed. 
and it puts you in a situation where you are just, you know, you do stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? So now that I've been through that and now I'm an expert at that, I've freed a lot of dudes, a lot of men, for not having to go through the same thing I would. Uh Absolutely. Uh Now, this is Leisha. And I want to talk a little bit about that, too, being a man. Because when you're a man, you you have you hold yourself to a certain standard and you have a certain feeling on how you should move and do things. But when you have those those feelings that that kind of um don't they kind of fight what you what you feel or society feels. As a man, what are some of the things that, that you went through for those that don't know and didn't read the first book? Oh, the things I went through as when I was uh, living a double life, you mean? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about that? It, oh, my God. First of all, you know, growing up in the church, that had a big impact on it. Uh, being afraid of, of, of being um, ostracized from your family, from your community. Oh, those are big fears. You know, I, so I understand mm-hmm. why a lot of brothers ain't trying to just run out the closet and scream and holler, this is what I, who I am. Because they have a big mm-hmm. impact not only on their lives, but also their children. Their kids, their, their church, their fraternity, their job, everything. It has mm-hmm. a major impact on every aspect of your life. But it's a, uh-huh. it's a process. It's a, it's a process. And again, I think that I was used to show men and women that through the pain and through the storm, you can come out of it a better person. Now, did you uh-huh. have those times where, where you felt maybe less? Less of a man or less than a man um, because of some because everything was so crazy where you just kind of felt like I don't know you know what I'm saying how I know sometimes things and situations if they just kind of throw you off where you forget uh, no, who you are. Never, never. I, you know, I grew up in a very strong family with a very strong father and strong male role models in my life, so I never ever. Looking myself less than a man, never did, never ever did, never ever did, never ever thought anything differently of of what I was doing and how it affected my masculinity. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, no, I never did because I never, I took care of responsibility. I took care of the home. I took care of the kids. I took care of the family. You know, I was mm-hmm. doing all the right things. I just happened to have this other little thing that I, had, I was dealing with. Now let's speed forward Uh to book two Because book two Is subtitled Nothing nothing has changed and why So let's talk a little bit about book two And and what went into That book And why you picked that particular subtitle Uh, We changed the subtitle After the book came out To reaching a new generation And new millennium uh, but but I said nothing. The first time I said nothing has changed is because the behavior is still very much alive and well. Because the brothers are still the men period. as just brothers. Men are still living, you know, double lives, still lying. And uh, if you you know, when you start out reading the book, it talks about how a friend of mine had wrote me an email about her girlfriend's husband was having sex with this dude, and she didn't want to believe it, even though she like, had truth. So. So that means nothing changed. It's never going to go away. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to go away mm-hmm. at all. It's just, you just got to learn how to uh, uh, 
women got to get their place with brothers and men, period, can be themselves. As long as black and women is homophobic and be tripping and not and using the church as a way to chastise, you're going to always have men who, who live a double life. You're going to always have that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we got so the new book is about creating healthy relationships. Because you create a healthy relationship, you can decrease all those other things that come with having an unhealthy relationship. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So we got uh-huh. to get that place. We got to get to the place where we create more healthy by having conversations, by letting people know everything about you before you say, I love you, and, and get married. You know, we right now, we just live in some kind of fake society because we don't want to deal with reality. <coughs> with reality. Uh-huh. So you read a book, there's a lot of stories in there. Uh-huh. And that's life. And this is this this is Tony Gale. You know, Lisa opened up our interview talking about um, how – parents don't talk to their children and and especially on a sexual relationship or even preference issue and do you feel that um today's parents are not necessarily parents of our generation so they may be a little bit more acceptive and as well as the next generation it's just a little more carefree and and i don't want to say inquisitive but yes inquisitive but do you think that that plays a role in how the children today or the, the teens and young adults today accept their sexuality? I think because you got so many young you got grandparents. I got a friend who's 35 years old and she's a grandmother. You know what I'm saying? So okay. you have young, younger people who are raising our children, our youth. Right. You know, sometimes right. you raising themselves. So if your grandmother's 35 years old and she's out getting her swag on, she's still dating, it's hard for her mm-hmm. to sometimes have the time to talk to her granddaughter or her grandson about sexual behavior because she don't even know herself. That's why I think my exactly. books are used as a tool to do that, to have that conversation. I get a lot of emails from young people, 12, 13 years old, who thank me for writing books that I write because it helps them understand who they are and what they need to do in order to have a conversation sometimes with their parents. Mm. Mm. Now, I want to talk a little bit about that, because that is very powerful, and that that was like a big topic um, when they wanted to do the the bathroom and the gender identity. And But do you feel that someone under the age of, say, 16 um, mm-hmm. is maybe in the right mind or the strong, I want to say this in the wrong way, mind-wise, mentally, um, as far as maturity, are, do you think they're able to say, oh, I want to be a girl or, oh, I want to be a boy? What the, I think they make a lot of moves and they're not quite sure because I went to school with a lot of friends that said that they were gay and then now they're older and it's like, no. They say, you know, no, it's just something I think I was going through. It's not really, you know, you're married, you got kids, you're happy. Do you think that when they're under 16 it's – a choice that their 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 parents should kind of stand behind. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of young people, 15, 14, 13 years old, who know that they are attracted to same sex, and they're not confused. It's not a phase for them. It's who they are, you know. And those individuals who are older who said they grew out of it, they didn't grow out of it. They still got those desires. They may just not be acting on them. You know what I'm saying? They may so not be, but it never goes. It never goes away. It's part of who you are. It's part of your DNA. It's not. 
something that you are bored. You can take off and hang on a hanger. No, I, no, uh-huh. no. These young people, these young people, they know who they are. There are a lot of organizations that deal with young LGBT children. You know what I'm saying? Who support uh-huh. them, allow them to be again living in their truth. Uh-huh. But in that same realm, JL, this is Tony once again, but in that same realm, you know, you read about and you hear about children even younger, as young as 10 and under, and I don't know if I necessarily, this is just me personally, I don't know if I necessarily would agree to um, having that type of change or knowing that, that know how they know themselves at that young age because yeah, they're, they're, they're still new to life. Yeah, they do. but keep in mind, they have, the young people are being raised by their friends. You may have a 10 year old son who may have a 12 year old best friend who is comfortable in who he is. So he's listening to more to him than he is to you. And a lot of times, mm. young people in your house, they, you don't know what they're doing half the time. You know, a lot of people right. don't know what they're, they're doing they half the time. They think they know, but they don't really know. Right. Mm, interesting. But I, think that we I can see that point. Place, yeah, we got to use the place where we have. You know, we let people be who they are. It's, it's, a, it's, an, it's an ongoing, long-term situation. That's not, gonna, that's not going to be resolved overnight. It's going to take more conversation, more radio shows like this, more education from the church, more education from um, schools as well. My daughter, she's a school teacher, and she's always talking about she got a lesbian at 13 in middle school who was dealing with their sexuality. You know, so we live in a changing world right now. Things are changing. Changing that has made our community is so small, and young people can find out anything they want to find out about anything, you know, anything. Uh-huh. So we as adults need to be more responsible and listen to them more. Listen to them more uh, and let them go through the process and find mentors and role models to help them understand if they're, if they're questioning their sexuality. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's just a matter of knowing who they can turn to or knowing where right. they can go. To just to be accepted for who they are. I think that's the hardest part. Yep, that is. But yeah, now it, you, it's, it's, again, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I was saying I really appreciate you ladies allowing me to have this platform to just reach out to your listeners and let them know that education is key, education and knowledge. And, again, I, I, I hope that my work, not only my work but others, will give them the insight they need in order to to live healthier lives and, and provide uh, 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 opportunity for their young people if we can raise them to just grow so they can end up being on the DL themselves. Absolutely. Now, outside of part two, you also have another book you're working on. Talk a little bit about that. The book breaking book, I'm working on. Uh, a, a book breaking is a story about male slaves who were raped by their masters and their overseers. Uh, and when they were when they needed to break them down to make them obedient, it's going to be a serious, deep book. It's going to be a book almost oh. on the same level of roots. I'm starting my research right now. It's going to be a fiction book based on factual facts. You know, so I'm doing my research. I'm going to plantations, museums, universities, libraries, talking to anybody who can educate me on life uh, on a plantation. So it's going to be a powerful book, and hopefully, it will come out in the fall or at least spring of next year. Oh, my God. That sounds interesting, Lisa. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah, you're going to have to come back on and when you, when that book comes out and just just, just let us know the, the groundwork and the, the background. It just sounds very interesting. 
I like that. Just that little, just that little bit you shared with us. It, it sounds like yeah. a banger. It's gonna be mind blowing, and I really, I really appreciate you, ladies. And uh, people can order the book off or download two dot com. You know, reach out to me through mm-hmm. social media. Just Google, just Google me. I'm easy to find. And um, continue to live in your truth. I can't say that enough. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. <laughs> well, it you really know, is. here on Let's Chat, we always have to do something a little fun. And so T always comes up with these fun questions. I know that you are um, pressed for time, so we're going to give you a fun question um, before okay. you head out of the chat room. Okay. Yes, we're going to keep it quick and and easy for you. And uh, thank you once again, JL, for joining us tonight. You know, in the the message of our superheroes today, you know, that Black Panther's out kicking tail, literally. Um, Mm -hmm. If you were a superhero, JL King, what (laughs) would you be and why? And you can make up, make it to be anything. This is your, this is your hero. Make them you. (laughs) Oh, if I could be a superhero, I think that I would like to be Superman. Um, Superman? Yeah, because his, you know, Superman was all about saving his community, saving the world. You know, he was all Uh about the good good man, not the villain. And he used his powers for good. And I think I would like, that that would probably be the superhero I would like to be, Superman. Mm. Now, would you have any special power other than what Superman normally has? Would it be a jail type of power? What would it be? (laughs) I, you know, I would like. I don't know if Superman reads minds, but I would like to have that power if he doesn't have it. Ooh, combined double power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's awesome, Jail. Thank you once again for joining us and and, and hanging with us and sharing our our passion for just educating people. Thank you so much, Lady. You're doing a great job. We Thank so you. appreciate you. We want you Thank to uh, shout out your social media as well before you head out. I sure will. Thank you so much. Love you both. Love you more. <laughs> okay, my Take care. Is, is, I'm gonna say, Google me. You find me anywhere. Awesome. He's Googleable, Leash. <laughs> yes, yeah. I am. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lady. Yeah, you can Google me. <laughs> we appreciate you. Okay. Thank you so much, Mr. King. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, too. <laughs> Have a good one. Good night. That was awesome, Leash. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, he raised a lot of points, key points, and um, you know, and it's different coming from his point of view. You know, everybody has their own point of view, but he has a point of view that he actually lived through, and he's still living it. And um, it's just very educational to hear his journey and how he has gotten to this point in his life. Absolutely, I definitely agree with that. So we're going to take a brief break, and then we will be back, y'all. Okay. Loud it. Loud it. Loud it. Loud it. You see this five phone cup in my hand? That bitch loaded. Cigarello, Big Marcus just rolled up, that bitch loaded. You see this Nintendo hanging out the side of my hip, that bitch loaded. Let go! Walk up in the bank with a bag, bitch, I'm loaded. Uh-huh. Keep a bad red bone with me and she loaded. Uh-huh. 
now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. We just had the fabulous J.L. King on. He was talking that talk in us to download on the download. We so appreciate him coming to kick it with us this evening. If you're just tuning in and you missed his interview, no worries. You can head over to our archives here at blogtalk.com as well as on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Very powerful interview. So make sure you hit those archives and check out who else has been through the chat room doors while you're there because our archives are just loaded, loaded with so much talent and so much fun as well. So check them out while you're over there checking out our earlier show. Absolutely. And, you know, I was trying to get um, Joshua Gil- Gilliard to come on and talk because I, I love to – He's very vocal, um, mm-hmm. and he's the creator of Ollie Oden. I'm going to try to get him on um, in the weeks to come. I couldn't get him tonight because we only had Mr. King on tonight, but I was, uh, I'm was i trying to get him. I was trying to get him on tonight, but we can't, but we're going to get him on because I love to mm-hmm. I love to talk to Josh. You know, he's, he's a gay male, and he's very vocal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's straightforward. Mm-hmm. And I just love mm-hmm. to be able to talk with him. So it's awesome. Mhm. Yes, he is. And if you um, I think he joined us once before, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we had, we had the crew. Before. We had the cast yes. on from Oddly Oden. If y'all have never seen that, he does the the funniest stuff. Um, Queen of the Queen of the Ratchet, I think that's what it is. But he takes uh, Disney characters or the little Disney snippets, and um, he puts voice behind them. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's Disney was Ratchet, so hilarious. Make sure you guys <laughs> check him out. But he has he's he's very creative, um, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to be able to get him on. I wanted to get mm-hmm. him on today with this topic. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that because this kind of was last minute. It, he just kind of popped in my mind. Right. It would have been really interesting to see because there's such a gap in the generation between J.L. King and him that we I mm-hmm. would have loved to have seen how they kind of met in the middle and see how they are today in their lives because um, that would have been powerful. Least. That was a good call. I wish we could have made that happen, but – you know, there's always another show to be had here on this chat. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you um, missed our show with Mr. King, he was giving us a download on the download. Um, and he was talking about his new book, Download 2, and the the idea behind it was really to reach the youth. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of, I think, gender gender and identity issues with the youth that they do need somebody that is able to sit down with them. Mm-hmm. They kind of you walk them through the shoes that they walk, the journey that they've taken, and kind of understand where he is in his life and see all the, the trials and tribulations he went through to get to where he is today because trust, you know, you can hear it in his interview that he had many trials and even many more tribulations that he had to overcome to get to where he is today and to get to the man that he is today and to be who he truly is today as well. Absolutely. And you know what I loved about it? 
he didn't sugarcoat it. You know what I'm saying? He took it. Mm-hmm. We asked questions. He took it back, and he was like, "I had I apologized to my wife." You know, because mm-hmm. that's it. even though he had a sexual desire, that was his wife. That was his. Mm-hmm. That was his best friend. And so he, as a man, I'm glad that he he knew. I knew that I owed her more than what I gave her. Right. And I'm glad because and that's people don't true. go back and apologize. They don't apologize. They don't say I'm sorry. They just do whatever they mm-hmm. do. Situations happen and they keep it moving. And move you on know, to but the he next. took the time to make sure that he healed that relationship. Mm-hmm. Even and though, not like just said, that relationship, as a result of that relationship, there was next generations that were born out of it. So he had to still be the man that he is and be the father as well as the husband to go back and what he felt was broken, you know, and, and just make sure that everyone understood the stand that he had to take in order to be who he truly is. I definitely, definitely agree with that. And being able to, and I think it shows a few things, because we were talking about this post, and he posted, and there were some men that were a little bit upset. Not upset, but they felt away. I have to look about, at that. Oh, it's on your page, Leash? Yeah, I'm going to um, tag you in it so you can see it. But, okay. um they they felt a way. They felt a way about the choices he made. And this mm-hmm. it, this talks to how people hold your um, mistakes against you. Even though it was a huge mm-hmm. mistake, it was still a mistake. Um, and it, there's always things in our life that we do wrong. There's choices that mm-hmm. we make that are wrong. In that particular situation, he was like, in that situation, it was crazy. It was out of control, but he knew it was a wrong situation. But mm-hmm. you know, here it is, twenty eighteen, and that was two thousand and four, and people still hold mm-hmm. that choice against him. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he had to go through what he had to go through in order to be who he is. That mm-hmm. was powerful. He had to actually yeah. go through what he did. And that can be, you can take that on many different levels. If you wouldn't go through some of the things that you go through, I think a lot of times um, when we go through things, we think we're actually going through something. We think it's something, you know, something new, but it's not. Nine times out of ten, God has been tapping into your spirit for you to make certain moves, and you didn't. And so... When the things happen, whether they're big things, small things, whatever it is, whatever happens, it happens for you to move in a certain direction. It happens for you to do certain things. It happens for you to make certain choices, make certain decisions. Mhm, That's true. And and you don't necessarily understand why you're making those decisions. You may not fully understand why you're making the choices that you make, and uh, you just know that they have to be made. And sometimes it could take quite a while for you to understand why you were doing what you were doing or why you didn't do what you wanted to do or felt you a need to do. So it's all a, a, a journey that we all must take, you know, one that we may not even necessarily know we have to take, but sometimes you just have that feeling that something isn't right or that something isn't going the way it should be. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Uh, And I think that 
we even in those we still when we should make certain choices we don't. You know, we really don't. We just kind of go with the flow. And I think that's part of avoidance. I think everybody has a little bit of avoidance. And I think that when you have fear, fear about anything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that fear stops you from moving forward. But you have to conquer mm-hmm. your fear in order to move and get somewhere. You have to. You have mm-hmm. to conquer that fear, whether it's you're in a relationship and you're like, well, I don't know, I don't think I could do it by myself. That's fear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not. You're not mm-hmm. going to know if you can do it or not because you didn't even try. Mm-hmm. You know they say nothing beats a failure but a try or something like that. <laughs> but if anyone would like to weigh in on what Leisha and I are talking about before we close our show, just press your one and we'll bring you into the chat room because a lot of people – you know, they may not necessarily agree. Everyone has their own opinion. And some people living through what he's lived through or living through it now, and you have your own opinion. So we would love to hear you guys' opinion. Um, but it's, it's a topic that I think people have to – they don't necessarily have to, but I think people look at and see on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, at least, they just become acceptable to certain things and not necessarily always understanding it. Absolutely. Now, I have a question for you, T. Okay. So this was that's why I was Uh-oh. trying to get Josh on because we were talking about it on his post yesterday. Mm-hmm. If a man or a transgender man feels in the mm-hmm. inside that he's a woman, is he a man or is he a woman? I say you're a man. You may feel like you Superman. You may feel like you Santa Claus, but you're still a man. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I have I have mm-hmm. cousins. I have a cousin that's gay, but she knows she's a woman. And she doesn't she mm-hmm. doesn't hide that. She doesn't push it to the side. I know I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I like women. But she mm-hmm. knows that she's a woman. She'll never she'll always say, I'll never take the place of a man. Because I am a woman. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. do you think that those there are a lot of men that feel like I'm a man, or, or like that feel like I'm a woman, and they want us to treat them as such? What do you think about that? I think that's where a lot of controversy comes into play. But um, like yourself, I still see a man when I see someone like that. And um, how you feel is how you feel inside. And I see we have a hand up that they want to weigh in on it. But um, you are what I see. You know, I may feel a certain way, and it's not necessarily how you may see me. You know, I could feel that I'm a size 2, and you may see me as a size 50, but it's all relative to how you feel inside. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. We're going to take 973-517. You're live in the chat room. What's your name and where are you calling from? How are you, Gibbs? Calling from Jersey. So, hey, Gibbs. Um, how are y'all? To answer the question, though, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I always feel some type of way. And, you know, people don't like it cause, because I'm homosexual or whatever. But I just mm-hmm. don't understand how... Period. A woman who date woman thinks she's a man, the aggressive type anyway. And I always tell them, mm-hmm. like, okay, I date, um, you know, women too, but at the end of the day, I'm still a woman. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ever say I'm a man. I don't want you to call me daddy, none of that stuff. So me personally, I don't really um care when they act like that, and I just try to explain to them, like, at the end of the day, you're not a man because you still right. bleed every month just like, you know, any other woman. Uh, but then I know point. you have the whole uh, sex change thing, and then some of them, yes, believe it or not, they really feel like, they're the opposite sex, but still, in my heart, I just feel like you're not because, and that's just me. I'm a, again, I'm saying how I feel. I feel like you mm-hmm. were either born man or woman. Now you, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you weren't happy with, you know, who you were born, and you um decided to get a sex change. But mm-hmm. I still feel like you were, you know, you're what you were born to be that. I don't right. know. Maybe it's just me, but that's just how but I feel. But I get it, though. And me and personally, let me tell y'all, Gibbs is I dainty. get it, too. Gibbs is dainty. Like, she, she like, she's gay, <laughs> but she's dainty. She's so dainty, y'all. Don't even let her fool. Yeah, I have a lot so of dainty. early words. I admit it. <laughs> she, she is so I'm dainty. But I you know how many women done, they, they they done uh, picked on me and everything because of my girly ways, and I told her, well, I'm just not the woman for you because, yes, I'm in touch with my feminine side, period. Like, I don't want to be a man. I don't think I'm a man. I'm never getting a sex change. None of that. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I get what you're saying, I mean, though. Because, you know, I think too. sometimes they want to separate. Like, they're like, you got the LBGT community. You got women's rights. You got, why, wait, where where does the separation come from? If you're a woman and you're gay, you're still a woman. If you're a man and you're gay, you're still a man. And so, therefore... Mm-hmm. You have rights. I think, this is my opinion, y'all don't send me no inboxes, but I feel like if you are a man, no matter how you feel on the inside, physically, if you are physically a man, those rights apply Mm -hmm. to you as a man. And women's Mm -hmm. rights apply to women as women. We are female. We can give life. I don't care if you want to sleep with a woman or not. You can still give life. That's something a man will never be able to do. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's true. And and I think until a lot of people can um, be true to themselves, I think deep down inside, uh, they may feel. I mean, how can you not feel that way? That's three three out of three feel the same way tonight. <laughs> but I really would have been interested to hear JL's take on that. And when he comes back into the chat room, Leach, we got to remember to kind of ask him that question. Mhm. I agree. I agree, but and I, I'm with mm-hmm. Gibbs. I'm glad she said that because it bothers me when a woman lets a, a, a little girl or a little boy call her daddy. It's like you're not daddy. Yeah, you I hate that. I'm not trying to be funny. You got two like that. Y'all understand it bothers me because I personally know people not like that, like that, and I'm like, you know, that's wrong. How you sitting there confusing a child like that? Like that? When I tell you, I hate that. I hate to see a little child calling a woman daddy or a man mommy. Like, that's, I'm sorry, it's just not right to me. I don't like it. And that's me personally. Like, I would never confuse a child, I promise you. Even some days on my rough days, I'm looking like a little boy, my hair not done or whatever, and they ask me, are you a boy or a girl? I let them know I'm a girl. They're like, well, why you don't wear dresses? I just don't like to wear dresses, you know, but I just don't. I, I'm serious. I'm not. I'm not about to confuse me tell them oh I'm a boy and no no Mm-mm. I can't do it mm-hmm. it's, it's true my nieces my yeah. nephews they call me auntie I'm auntie I'm all woman 
Okay, mm-hmm. Gibbs, you better talk that talk. She said, I'm getting twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Mm-mm. Well, Gibbs, okay. if you need a chance, go back and check out Jail's uh, interview with us because he, okay. he really laid it out on the line. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him and his journey. No, I, but, was, um, late. I was late getting on, so I didn't catch him. Yeah. That's why I was a little upset he had to leave early. Yeah, he had to leave a little early, but he's going to come back. But, you know, he was on Oprah talking about this same topic uh, a couple wow. of years ago, and uh, he's written part two of his book. But um, this is like the second time we've interviewed him, I think, we should, and uh, he, he he always gives us such a powerful and insightful interview. So if you get a chance, uh, try to go back, because I know you, you, you're you true to listening to archives. And yeah, if you have yeah, no I'll idea how much it. we appreciate you for that. And if you find the first one, just mention me, mention it, you know, mention me, tag me or something, and then I could li- listen to replay the first one also. Okay. Thank okay. you so much, kids. We All truly right. good appreciate night, you, girl. All right. Good night. Have a good one. You're welcome. I just truly appreciate her support of all that we do, Absolutely. you know, and uh, when she says she's going to do something, she's going to do it. So she I know she's going to yes, go back does. and listen to those archives. <laughs> Absolutely. And she is, y'all. Gibbs, y'all make sure. I think she's relaunching her book. I should have asked her. But um, she is so dainty. She really is. <laughs> she is so dainty. Mm-hmm. But it's just, she's just real. I like that she's, like, real. She's down to earth. She don't sugarcoat it. Um, she 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 sees like look this is what it is and she puts it out there she's not scared to put it out there um, and I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. We appreciate the you guys. The good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> that's right. We appreciate you guys coming to kick with us in the chat room this evening. We had the fabulous author J L King on again. If you missed the show, make sure you go back and check out our archives. And we will mm-hmm. see you on next week. Next week we have. Uh, we should have. We have three authors. We should have Coco Brown next week. She was supposed to come yesterday or Wednesday, mm-hmm. but she was traveling. So I'm mm-hmm. excited, though. We had um, Melanie Carmacho on, and she talked that talk. Oh, man. That Make sure y'all go check show. out our, our Wednesday show. Yes. <laughs> She had us laughing yeah. the whole show, and we had the fabulous Teresa B. Howe on. So make sure you guys go check out our archives. We will see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Have a great night. Good night. Busting my tail on the 9 to 5 Just to keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith to make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia, hold me down Keep my feet planted on solid ground From the New York home to the Florida shine Up to the Maryland